Well, good morning, everybody. Gosh, how many of you guys, like, Malachi 3.10 is like the faithful scripture for, like, a lot of things in life. I remember a funny story back when we started our youth ministry when Pastor Wes, how many of you guys remember Pastor Wes? Okay, so some of us were, um, we hadn't ever talked on a microphone before, and we were really nervous about public speaking, and so Pastor Wes used to ask us, like, he learned really quickly that giving us a heads up that he was going to have us do something in the microphone was really bad because we'd all stress about it and then, like, either not show up or, like, over-prepare. And so he had this thing that he used to do. He'd be like, he'd tell us right before the service started with, like, hey, by the way, I want you to do offering. And then he'd high-five us and walk off before we could say no. And so when Jimmy was doing Malachi 310, it brought back a flood of memories of, like, Oh, by the way, you have offering, high five, and then we'd walk off and go, Malachi 310, that's what I'm going to pull. Because it's a faithful scripture, man. It's always there when you need it. It's just kind of like Jesus. He's always there. Come on, somebody. Well, man, we had a great wedding yesterday. Eric and Anna got married. They were in first service, and uh, so they were, it's awesome to see them in church and uh, right away. But... They were, we honored them in first service, and uh, Pastor Doug was out and about. He was, he was uh, running like I've never seen him run before with his new hardware, and uh, he looked good. He looked really good, actually. I was, I, was, I was, Pastor Doug, you have, like, shaved off a lot of years. Like, he's running. Like, it's going to be good to see Pastor Doug. He's going to be Speedy Gonzalez before we know it. So um, it was good to see him. So if you continue praying for Pastor Doug, any surgery is difficult to recover from, and uh, he's doing very well, but uh, definitely still continue to pray for Pastor Doug's speedy recovery, and uh, I'd like to see him beat Gary Vining in golf, so um, for Pastor Doug's sake, and uh, blame it on the knee. So anyway, so you got me this morning, and uh, I just want to share a word that uh, was kind of, I had, a, had, one, one, had one planned, and then, I mean, you know, God can change things occasionally in your life. And uh, we just recently got back from a, um, what was going to be a planned vacation, and, um, and God had other plans. It was still vacation, but God kind of changed things and tweaked things along the way. And uh, so we, were hap- we happened to be um, uh, we doing a few days in Miami, then we were on a, what was supposed to be an eight-day cruise turned into a 12-day cruise um, because of Hurricane Dorian. So we were kind of stuck out to sea. Thank you for all of your concerned text messages Messages on Facebook concerned everything. We we're safe, completely safe. But yeah, it was a different. It was a different vacation. So if you ever want an adventure, definitely vacation with us. We have literally ran from uh, Irma, Hurricane Irma. We were in Florida during that. We had to go to North Carolina, evacuate North Carolina. Uh, we then went to on a Europe trip one time, and uh, Hurricane Ophelia followed us to Ireland. Um, it was the strongest storm they had had in that entire country in over 50 years. Um, and now we just had Dorian. So, you know, who knows what, what God's going to bring in the coming years. I just, we'll just plan to be gone for three weeks and, you know, we'll start storm chasing on the side, I guess, and, or storm following or however that works. Maybe the storm chases us. I don't know. It's a reverse thing. But anyway, but if you guys have your Bibles, I'd like you to open up to the book of Mark, book of Mark chapter 4. And if you don't have your Bible, just give me a woohoo. Okay, you don't have your Bibles. Yay. We got it on the screen for you. Just kidding. But we're going to read it, and uh, then we're going to talk about it. So Mark 4, chapter, th- uh, chapter 4, verse 35 says, As the evening came, G- Jesus said to his disciples, Let's cross to the other side of the lake. 
Now, this is a bigger lake. It's not just like Lake Sylvia, just so you know. It's just don't think like that. It's a big lake. So they, uh, so they took Jesus in the boat, and they started out leaving the crowds behind, although a few boats followed because this is in the time where Jesus was performing ministries, or he was in ministry, and he was performing miracle after miracle, city to city. So there was a great multitude of people were following him. Uh, but soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Thank you, Jesus. Our cruise ship did not fill with water. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. Amazing scripture that they're that specific. Some, some, uh, uh, some iterations of the Bible, like the King James actually said he was sleeping in the back of the boat with his head on a pillow. So Jesus is having a man nap during this massive storm. How many of you guys appreciate naps? The older I get, I'm starting to turn where I can lay down and I fall asleep and they are glorious. I don't know where they've been all my life, but I'm starting to. Anyway, the disciples woke him up shouting, teacher, don't you care? We're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said to the waves, silence, be still. It's like when your kid wakes you up when you're having a nap. Silence, be still. What do you want? Go away. I'm sleeping. No, just kidding. We love our children. Silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. And then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? The disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man, they asked each other. Even the wind and the waves obey him. Father God, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you that it is alive and it is powerful. God, we thank you that it is changing lives to this day. And I pray that this word this morning begins to impact people um, even this morning and throughout the week. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, so as I was saying, we were, we were on this, this great cruise and things were going exceptionally well. We had a great time in Miami and then the cruise started. We were stopping at all these ports, you know, because I love the water, as I've said before. And I'm like a fish, so I'd rather be in the water all the time. And then uh, you start checking weather reports, and we see that there's a couple tropical depressions starting in the Atlantic, and it's not really a big deal yet, and so we're on a big cruise ship. No worries. Hakuna Matata. Occasionally, you kind of get some, a couple waves on a cruise ship. How many of you guys have ever sailed before, been on a ship, boat, you know, where all of a sudden you get a wave, and you're kind of like, woo, you kind of get your sea legs, and you'd be walking down the hallway. If you've ever been on a cruise ship, you realize that the hallways are, like, never-ending. They're kind of like one of those mirrored things where you see it, and it just goes and goes and goes and gets smaller. A cruise ship hallway looks the same way. You can look down the, from one side of the ship, you can look down it, and it just never ends. But you can be walking down the hallway, and then all of a sudden the cruise ship moves, and all of a sudden you're like, whoop. And then you're back kind of the other way, and you're like, whoa, that was fun. Or when you're in the showers where it seems to hit me, because the shower is, like, about as big, about as wide as this little platform thing here. So you're like in there and you're turning, but you really, with the close proximity of the walls, when the ship moves, you're like, oh, I touched the wall. Oh, touched the other wall. We're, we're definitely on a boat. And so it reminds you. And so after a while, you kind of get used to it. And uh, you kind of, because you kind of get sea legs. So you'll be like going up a stairway and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, that was weird. Whoa. <laughs> but you get sea legs. And I think that. You know, you, you know, through life, storms happen in our lifetime. You know, just like the disciples we see in this, this passage of Scripture, we see the disciples going around with Jesus. Things are going great. You know, we're seeing miracles happen. He healed a leper. He healed a centurion, somebody's hand. And then, you know, we, we see all these things happen. And, and then all of a sudden, Jesus is like, 
guys, to the 12 disciples, because, you know, that's what he, I'm sure Jesus probably talked like, guys, bros, like, we got to go. We're going to head out. And the disciples were like, everything's going so amazing. Why are we leaving? And Jesus like, oh, we just need to go to the other side of the lake. And they're like, okay, Jesus, like, you know, if you're saying it, let's do this thing. Let's get on this boat. And so, you know, you know, that's kind of like what happens with us. We, we, you know, we, we're doing what God has called us to do. We feel like we're moving in the direction that he's called us to go in. And then all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, a storm happens. Someone passes away. We get sick. We lose a job. Some, some things, situations, circumstances change. And all of a sudden, we kind of get rocked. And all of a sudden, you know, our sea legs kick in. And we're like, whoa, I didn't see that quite coming. I mean, has anybody else been there? Because I seem like I'm there, you know, again, getting, the older I get, the more storms I seem to go through. And, uh, but I mean, like, on a cruise ship, we can outrun these storms. This is, we're talking a wooden boat that can't avoid this thing. This is like, the only thing they got to power this, crew, this ship is like oars. Like, oh my gosh. So I can imagine that the disciples and these waves were just kicking and enough to where the water was coming in the boat. But they were freaking out because if I was with Jesus on this thing, it would be hard to have faith, even though I saw all of these things go on. It would be hard to be like, like Jesus is just all of a sudden absent. Like, we're on this boat. We, we got on together, and we're doing, we're going where he called us to go, and all of a sudden the waves happen, and, you know, they're looking around on the top deck because they're, oh, they're rowing or doing something with the, with the sails down because, there's, you know, they can't have the sails up during a storm. And so they're, they're probably oaring, trying to get situated and in facing into the waves, you know, like a good captain would do, and all of a sudden they realize that the water's breaking into the boat and they're looking around like, where's Jesus? Like, where'd he go? How many of you have ever been in a storm and all of a sudden feel like Jesus just left you hanging? Like, that's what we sometimes feel like, but in reality, he hasn't left us. We can't mistake because, we, you know, he's still present. We can't mistake his silence for his presence, his presence not being there. Because Jesus was in the boat. He was taking a man nap chilling in the bottom of the boat with his head on a pillow. Crazy scripture that it's so descriptive, and it's one of my probably coolest scriptures I've ever read, really. But, but like, when we were on our cruise ship, our captain would give us updates about every eight to ten hours, and sometimes that just didn't feel like enough to me because I wanted, I wanted information. I wanted to know where we were going, how to plan my family. We had a group of 14 with us, so, it, you know, there's a lot of decisions that have to get made, safety factors have to get made. Are our ports going to get canceled? Are we going to go in early? Do we need to get flights early? Do we need to, like, you know, figure out what we're doing here? And so he'd only give us updates. He's like, hey, this is your captain, Victor something. He's Italian, and his English is worse than my English, obviously. And uh, so you could kind of understand him, kind of not. And he's like, hey, there's a storm. You may have heard about it. We don't know where it's going. We don't know yet. But hold on, we'll give you an update in eight hours. And we're all going, okay. And at the time, it's kind of frustrating. A lot of people on the ship were kind of frustrated because they're like, we want information. I'm sure, that, I'm sure the disciples in that moment wanted information like, Jesus, really, are you going to? There's a, there's a storm. Like, you got to feel it, right? Because this thing's a rocket. Like, we can't even get it boat up, right? We got water coming. Jesus, are you going to give us? What are we doing, Jesus? Like, and the captain's just chilling. Hey, everything's fine. We're just gonna I'm just gonna take a nap. I'm gonna take my man nap. It's all good. But it's 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 interesting because as soon as we get going with where God has called us, these storms just happen to erupt. 
As soon as we make a commitment, oh, I'm going to move, I'm going to, God, I feel like you're calling me to go work in this job, or I'm supposed to speak and do this. Well, now i got a cold. How am I supposed to speak if I don't have a voice? Things like that happen. It's not because God has, this is like punishing us. He's not doing anything like that. He, he's actually giving us a test. You know, so we get, see all the, the disciples, we, we, uh, we get in the storm, or we, we do what God's called us to do. The rain starts coming. Well, the rain is a good thing. We need rain. And then all of a sudden, you know, the lightning's flashing, and there, you know, we were out to sea. We saw these coolest lightning storms that we never would have been able to see if we weren't on this boat. And, uh, you know, we could lose our lives. I mean, I felt like sometimes when I've been in a storm that, one, I couldn't hear God anymore. It was just weird. And it was like, God, you've called me to do this, and now where did you go? And now I can't hear your voice. Like, what's going on? And uh, can you, like, the scariest moment of probably the, well, not yet yet, but in the story so far with Jesus and the disciples, it was probably one of the scariest things to that date had probably happened to them. They're all together, freaking out on this boat, and they, you know, I'm sure that they probably drew short straws to go see who would find Jesus in that moment. Like, they're all on the deck freaking out. You go get him. No, I don't want to go get him. No, you go get him. No, I don't want to go get him. And they probably drew straws, and the guy was probably like, Trying to like, oh, he's not up here with us. Where does he, he go in the back of the, you know, going down below deck? And, and then to the utter amazement, here's Jesus just curled up, probably all cozy, all warm, just chilling, just not a, not a care in the world. Just like, and everybody else is panicking. And, and you know, like poking him. Hey, Jesus, um, do you know what's going on? Have you been outside? Can you not feel this? You're like almost swimming because water is in the boat. Jesus, do you know what can... I felt like that on a time or two, you know, realistically. But I think that we have to keep in mind that in the midst, in the middle of our storms, that Jesus, again, has not forsaken us. He hasn't left us. He's been with us the whole time. How many of you guys have ever taken a test in school? Some of us, most of us, a time or two. But the reality of when we take a test in school, what is our teacher doing? Sitting there at the front of the class reading a newspaper, playing on their phone, not paying attention to what the kids are doing because they're taking a test. The teacher can't give input in the, pro- in the middle of a test. That's not their job. Their job is to, for them to walk out the information in the word that they've been taught. So in the middle of our storm, if we translate that over, Jesus is in the perfect position for, the, for those disciples to take their test without input at that moment. And Jesus is there, and again, so don't mistake his silence for him not being present because in the midst of our storm, he is always, always there. So there's a couple things I want you to know about the scripture. One, in the middle of our storm, we need to find rest. I think rest is important. As I was mentioning, that my man naps are becoming more important to me as I get older. I find that I wake up feeling a lot better, a lot less grouchy, as my wife may, may, may she want to attest to that. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I find that nap, resting is important. And I think that if God has called you to go to something, I think that we have to kind of check our, our emotional stuff at the door and rest on Scripture. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2, it says, I trust you to save me, Lord God, and I will not be afraid. I mean, I think that in the, in the midst of our storms, again, we have to rest on what the Word says. 
in the midst of seeing those crashing waves, God, I know that you're not going to leave me hanging. God, I know you're not going to let me drown. God, I know that this ship cannot go down the way it, it may look bad, but I know it isn't that bad. Why? Because I know that God is in my boat, and I know that I'm going to rest on his word that I'm going to get through this because I trust you to save me, and I don't need to be afraid because I think that sometimes when we a storm erupts, our first like thought is, or the first emotion is fear. And the fear will cripple you from walking. And if, you know, like we were on this cruise ship, we had to keep moving because anytime we stopped moving, we were susceptible to getting waves. But if we kept moving, it was pretty stable. And so I think as in our Christian walk, when we stop moving, when we stop going forward, we become susceptible in big targets. Because a cruise ship is like a vertical, it's like a massive wall in the water, susceptible to every wind and every chunk of wave that gets thrown your way. But if we keep moving, in a, in a direction, man, we can cut through waves, we can go through it. We went through 30-foot waves, and there was some movement, but it was like we totally were safe. And the same is true with our Christian walk. Keep moving in the direction that God has called you to move in, and don't have fear. Just keep on trucking. Keep on moving, Dory. Keep on moving. Find your sea legs, because there's going to be moments in the midst of your storm that you're going to walk through where it's just going to be, you're going to kind of feel blindsided, like, whoa. But the goal is, is not to let that wave rock your boat and stop moving. So we have to get our, adapt to our sea legs. And if you've ever been on a cruise, you'll realize that after a few days, when you get back on land, you're still moving. It's the weirdest thing. still happens. But it's, it's the weirdest thing. But the sea, get, you know, getting your sea legs are important so that you're not going to be phased when those waves happen. Because, you know, when you've been through enough storms, you learn to expect them. You know, we're sitting down having dinner, and we're talking to our, our waiter and uh, Alexandru uh, from Romania, amazing dude. And uh, we're, you know, we're kind of like, hey, so the storm, he's like, yeah, what about it? <laughs> Is it bad? Nah. Been through worse. We're like, really? Because that thing's pretty massive, and it's eating every island it goes over right now. He's like, nah. <laughs> we're fine. And like, as you can see, your water and your glass go like this. He's just walking normal, like... Not even phased, none of the crews even caring. And it's like they've been through this. When you've been through enough storms, you realize that, okay, first of all, staying on the boat is the safest option that you ever have because you cannot run any storm. When Jesus is in our boat, we can outrun any storm. We can, we can, we can, we can ride any wave. We can, we can weather everything as long as we know that Jesus is in our boat. Amazing. And so Aunt Alexander is just like, you know, you know, no big deal. We're like, no, it's a big deal, bro. Like, Carts are moving. It's, it's a big deal. But if we, um, when we go through a storm, when you, when you go through the flood, our first thought is, you know, we go through that, that phase of fear. But then we all of a sudden, we have this thing because we're human and we think that everything's punishment because we still live in the Old Testament sometimes, that we're being judged for our past and our past decisions. Like, oh, this storm happened because I let a word slip yesterday. I'm sure that's probably what it is. I'm sure that, you know what, this is, I'm gonna, this is happening because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you know, I did a bad thing and it just, you know what, I, I'm just, just going to roll over and just let the storm eat me because I deserve it. Well, certainly we all deserve it, but the very mercy of Jesus says we don't, we don't deserve, we just, we just sang that song. We don't deserve that. That is, that is a lie from the pit of hell to allow, God, or allow the enemy to sit there and shipwreck you on something that happened from your past. God saved you from your past. It's, the Bible says that your sin as far as the east is from the west once you accept Christ. So you know what? That's a lie. 
The fact that you let your past affect your present and your future is a lie. It's until we start letting it and we allow that to like creep in, just don't just just throw that throw that lie out and let God's word speak for itself. Because God's word says that your days are new every every fresh every morning. You know you're not held to that. So, <laughs> but um, the truth is that when we've been obedient with what God has asked us to do, we're not going to go down in the storm because. We have had divine instruction. Those disciples had divine instruction. Hey, we're going to the other side of the lake. You guys are coming with me, right? And so we all popped in. A lot of us have been there. Open a business, move, start a new job. You know, we've, we've all been there where we feel like God has given us the divine instruction. And when he does that, God does not intend us for go, to go down with the ship. He intends us, but he does intend us to learn something or get something out of it. We took, in the midst of this storm happening, quite a distance away from where the cruise ship was, we took and saw some of the most amazing pictures on the planet. And we were, would sit on the back of the ship, and we're, it's, hard to ta- it's hard to even capture. The pictures look photoshopped. They look edited. They're so vibrant. The clouds are just, the, just this perfect, like, God just is an amazing painter. When you really look at his creation, it's like the coolest thing. We would never have seen that if we weren't in that position. You know, and I believe that, that, um, that uh, you know, we have to allow God to use us to take us into positions that make us a little uncomfortable to really learn something. We, we learned a lot on that cruise. So if you ever want to uh, adventure, you know, follow us on vacations. And uh, no, don't do that. That's not as much fun as you think. But, uh, but they just left the multitudes, and, you know, they, they see all these miracles time and time and time again, and they're eating fish and chips, and everybody was getting their fill Everyone was happy. The disciples wanted to stay. I mean, because, you know, everything's going great, so they wanted to, to stay. And, but Jesus wanted to show all 12 of them something they could never see from shore. And when we go out to these storms, God really just wants to show, show us something. Some of you are in, are in the midst of a storm today, and, and, like, and other people around you seem to be burping on the blessings from yesterday. They're burping on the blessings of what God gave them, and God's calling you to go somewhere else. And you're like, I don't want to do that. That's uncomfortable. I don't want to go out to the sea. That's just weird. I don't like you. I can't even swim, Jesus. Do you know who I am? And he's like, listen, I'm trying to show you something that you can never see from shore. When God allows you to go through a storm, it's not to destroy you. It's to show you who he is on another level and, and to show you something that you've never seen before. We would never have had, would have had an opportunity to see what we saw on that, on, that, on that vacation if it wasn't for us getting waylaid on a cruise ship. Now, it sounds amazing to get stuck on a cruise ship, but when you're planning on an eight-day cruise that turns into 12, it kind of gets a little weird. You know, the food is about the same thing, which is always good, but it's always the same. The, the ship, we, like Christy posted on Facebook one point, they ran out of entertainment, so they did airplane con- paper airplane contests. I mean, that's how rough it was getting. It was like, we don't know what else to do with you. Let's go throw airplanes. Sweet. But, you know, but the point is this, is that when we're in the middle and we're asking God and we're seeking God and we're doing what we know that we're supposed to do, we have to remember that Jesus is always with us. No matter what it feels like, no matter how it looks, I mean, you know, when Peter walked on the water, he was like, it was wavy back then too. I mean, this, this, this storm idea is not is recurring theme in the Bible. This is not something new. We, because I think we were, he was trying to tell us, you need to read the word, storms happen. Storm happens everywhere. Storm happens, you know, in a sunny, it can turn from a sunny day to a cloudy day, and a lightning can, can, can break out. Why? I don't know. God. 
you know, but storms happen in our daily lives. Storms happen in our, in, over the course of our years, you know, and uh, the, the scripture just keeps popping up. I trust you to save me, Lord God, so I won't be afraid. So people, when, when the storms come, just remember scripture. I trust you to save me, God. I know that you're not going to let me drown. I know you're not going to do this. And God always hears us. God always, 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 always hears us. There's not a single day that he is not listening. Even though you may feel like he is not present, he is ever there. He is always with you. I'm going to have that worship team come forward here in a, um, in a minute. And we're just going to, I want you guys to worship a bit. Because I believe that there's some of us that are going through a storm. I believe there's some of us that are going through a a difficult season where we feel like we're kind of like the water's crushing, crashing all the way around us, and I feel like some of us feel like we are on a sinking ship that is going down. Does that resonate with anybody in here? We had a bunch of people first service because I believe that there are some people, oh, we got fishermen in here. I mean, man, I would not want to be in a, a storm in some of the weather that we've had, especially Pacific. It's rough. But um, one, of the things that, uh, one of the things I want to say is that God is never blind to your tears. He's never deaf to your prayers and never absent in your pain. He is never blind to your tears, never deaf to your prayers, and never absent in your pain. He sees, sees he hears, because he's always with us. Can I have you stand to your feet real quick? My hope with this message is to give you a, a chunk of encouragement. That no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, first and foremost, you are not alone. And secondly, I've, I've talked to enough people over the years that I understand that sometimes it truly does feel like God is silent. And it feels like you're alone, when in fact, he's not, you're not alone. He's still there. He's still present. He's still hanging The word test is in the word testimony. There's a reason why we have to go through tests, because if it wasn't for a test, you would not have a testimony to share later. God's storms that may come up are not made to break us, not made to hurt us. They're made to grow us. So if you're going through a storm, with, in the, it's like you're going through something right now. Maybe it's a, a job change. Maybe it's, you know, gosh, there's a lot of things that we can call a storm. Maybe difficult times emotionally. Maybe you're struggling, struggling with gosh, I don't know, anxiety, depression. Maybe you're struggling through some a season. It's just, it's just rough. Maybe you feel like God is stretching you into places that's really uncomfortable. Maybe there's the loss of a loved one. And you could use some prayer this morning. If, you could, if you're in any one of those positions, could you just slip up your hand? All around this room, you are not alone. I mean, look, at just as the word said in the scriptures, that there's other boats that followed. We're all in the same boat with Jesus this morning. And he's here. He wants to heal you. He wants to touch you. And he wants to bring you to a different place. But we have to go, be willing to go through the storm to get to the other side. Amen. So we're going to have the worship team just uh, begin to lead us a little bit. And uh, I want you, if you raised your hand, can you keep it up for just a real quick second? I'm going to have people just come around you and to pray for you. I don't want to make it too uncomfortable. We're going to dim the house lights a bit. Because I want you to walk away with some prayer this morning. I don't want you to miss a moment uh, to be encouraged, to be loved on, and to know that you are not alone in this. Maybe you're going through a marital problem this morning. Maybe you've been struggling. You've been praying for God to bring reconciliation amongst the spouse. Maybe you're struggling through a change of, 
occupations and it may mean a, a big move for your family and you're like, God, I don't know which if I need to go left or I need to go right. Maybe that's your storm that you're in this morning. But I do know a God that has answers for every question that we have. And I know a God that can heal every hurt that we also have. So if you had, if you raise your hand for anything, just keep your hand up and we're just going to walk around. We're going to pray for you as the worship team begins to play. Church, that's a song of victory. That isn't one to kind of keep quiet. That isn't a song to just kind of sing low. That's declaring victory over your circumstances and your situations. Because death can't hold you down. Hurt can't hold you down. Pain of a relationship, pain of an, uh, a hurt can't hold you down, shouldn't hold you down. Because we are, as Christians, we live a life of freedom. Because we live in Him, Amen. So as we go, I want to like sing this song again. And as we sing this song, I want to encourage you not to, not to hold back and be meek and mild, but to actually stand on the word of God and say, no, we're claiming victory. I mean, we're not going to let our past, we're not going to let our stuff hold us back. We're not going to allow wrong decisions 25 years ago affect our tomorrow anymore because that, that can't hold us back. I've talked to countless 50, 60-year-old, 70-year-old men and women who have still lived and been haunted by things they did when they were 20. Because, but we serve a God who washed that clean. We serve a God who is bigger than that. We serve a God who can take that and say, you know what? No, that is not going to be the anchor that is going to drown you. That is going to be the very platform in which you can allow healing to take place and not just yourself but 10 other people in your life. And so I, as we go back into this, just church, understand that this is a declaration. This is not, even though it may be, the melody may be slow, this is a vocally, you know, verbally, scripturally, this is a powerful song. And we got to claim that victory. We got to own that thing. We got to stand on the word of God. We got to stand on what he says about your spouse and your relationship. We got to stand on the word and what he says about who he made you to be. He didn't make failures. He didn't make someone to be only less than. He made someone in his image. He made someone to stand out. He made you to stay, be a city on a hill, a lighthouse in the middle of the darkness. 
Church, let's sing this with the top of our lungs this morning. All of our lungs, all of our voices. continue to pray for those that are around you. But then the second part of this is, I believe that some of us have been walking through a season of indecision. We've been walking through like, you know what? Gosh, I, I, knew the, I knew who Jesus was, or at least I thought I did when I was 12. I, I've thought about giving him a shot. I've thought about getting in the boat with him. I've thought about I thought about making a commitment, or maybe you did at one point, and you kind of decided to go your own way, and it seems like you've been battling ever since then with life decisions and things like that. Maybe if that's you in this place, can you slip up your hand real quick? If you like, ready to make a commitment with Jesus, because I think today there's a few people in here that need to make a commitment. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I mean, it just keeps going. You can put your hands down. Today is your day to have a new beginning. So I'm going to have the whole church repeat after me. And I want if you raise your hand, especially you. So repeat after me. Father God, forgive me of my sins. Heal my heart. Heal my soul. God, I give you everything. Who I am today, who I'm going to be tomorrow. Everything is yours. God, I commit my life to you. From this day forward, create in me a clean heart. This day, in Jesus' name, amen. Can we give those people a big clap this morning? It's hard to see how many people are in there, but there's at least eight of you.
at least eight of you. I don't know. But here's what I'm going to do. I don't want you to leave here without prayer. So either maybe you didn't get prayer earlier and you're going through a storm and you need some encouragement. Or maybe you just lifted your hand up. And you know what? If you lifted up your hand, I'm going to have you come forward here in a minute to meet with our prayer team. They just want to pray with you, encourage you, give you some materials to help you start your path. Maybe, it's, maybe you've been here. Maybe you're a Christian before and you're like, you know what? I'm get, I, need to, I need to do the right thing the right time. Now is the time. If that's you, just slip out of your seat and uh, meet with one of our prayer people. I just want to say you guys are amazing. God has the best yet to come for each and every one of you and your life. And uh, next week is going to be awesome. And uh, you are dismissed for today. Have a great weekend and enjoy the rain out there. And stay in the boat. <laughs>